0: You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. Health professionals consistently list bullying, discrimination and harassment as key issues within the workplace. Now St Vincent's Health Australia has partnered with Macquarie University to assess its Ethos Program, which aims to address these entrenched cultural problems. I'm joined by Dr Victoria Atkinson, Chief Medical Officer and Group General Manager of Clinical Governance at St Vincent's Health, to discuss the program. Thank you for joining me, Victoria.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, the Ethos program includes a reporting tool for negative behaviour that that undermines staff or patient safety or positive behaviour and an accountability pathway that provides feedback to staff about their behaviour. Uh, it would be great if you could walk me through the, the different stages of that process in a bit more detail.
1: Sure. So the the program was based on the premise that most of our people come to work every day doing the right thing in the right way and when we started the program... Um, it was the bullying and harassment sort of program that everybody a couple of years ago with the College of Surgeons findings and um, some of the other media was sort of everyone was examining their policies on bullying and harassment. And really what we know now from our own experience and also from the studies is that that really only addresses those two to three percent of people that everybody thinks about when they think of their own organization and when we talk about this topic. And really what we've been on is a journey that says that the ethos program is about redefining what's normal in healthcare, what we expect of each other what we expect of ourselves in terms of being in the workplace and this is the low level behaviours that are never going to be HR issues but really just set the stage to enable those those worst behaviours or just put patients and staff at risk through coming to work every day and accepting in their workplace behaviours they wouldn't accept anywhere else and so the ESOS program attempts to capture those. Now, in five years' time, we hope the Ethos program just runs in the background and is almost redundant that people are speaking up on their own. But we also recognise that at the moment that takes a lot of courage to come forward, particularly in a clinical hierarchy where you've got sort of junior and senior relationships that have to remain for clinical safety. So what we developed was a web-based reporting tool. And what that tool does is collect positive reports on people's behaviour that we want to encourage and we want to use that in a meaningful way because we haven't been great at rewarding either through leadership promotion, um, recruitment or even just acknowledgement of those positive behaviours but you can also put in observations either that have happened to you or to someone else um, in a negative way into that tool what the tool then does is pull through the system and look for a pattern. So if I'm reporting someone, it will look to see, first of all, how many reports that person has had against them. Uh, and that, that that's because the pattern of those of those behaviours is almost as important as the content, meaning people who have these minor infractions along the way and they're just unpleasant or they make inappropriate comments and it's at a low level, we know that if there's enough of them, there's a real pattern of them, that they are the people most likely to go on to to do something more major or to actually do something that impacts on patient safety. So we're looking for the pattern of behaviour. So those reports that are pulled through the system go to a trained triage team, which is a, a few um, core of sort of clinicians that will look at those, contextualise them and place them onto our accountability framework, which has both informal and formal mechanisms of, of dealing with them.
0: The program also takes staff and leaders through relevant training. Uh, what, what does that home in on?
1: So there's a number of different roles in the program. So first of all, we we have an all staff training and that really looks at an awareness of what the program is, an awareness that we are trying to redefine normal. So it's really this awareness and this acknowledgement that yes, in fact, what you think is not normal behaviour you're right, it isn't actually normal behaviour and we should stop pretending that it is. So this to make them aware that this is a normalisation that happens in healthcare and that we're now drawing a line in the sand, but it also teaches them about how along the way we could teach you to speak up in a way that is respectful but still gets um, your message across and that's either for safety, for something that is inappropriate, for something that you don't find uh, or that you find makes you uncomfortable and we use a graded assertiveness model called CUS which is C-U-S, and it's Um, you say, I'm curious about what you're doing, then the next level is I'm unsure about what you're doing, I I don't think it's quite right, then it would be I'm seriously concerned and then this idea of being able to say stop and anyone in the organisation can do that and that promotes then a culture where it's okay to be wrong, where it's okay to say, um, you know, that I made you stop, I made you look, You you were right but at least I made everyone aware that I was worried. And we had a, a straw poll of um, some of our junior doctors, and we said, if you were in a clinical scenario where you had consented the patient for surgery on their right leg, you had marked the patient's right leg, and you saw the surgeon about to operate on the left leg, would you say anything? And out of the four or five junior doctors that we asked, they all said they wouldn't say anything. Mm. which shocked even me and the Mm -hmm. reason when we looked into it the reason why was twofold first of all i might be wrong Mm -hmm. and then if i'm wrong i look stupid i've i've sort of insulted or, or humiliated the the surgeon by questioning them and it was this idea of being okay to be wrong so we teach that as part of our all staff awareness and then we also say we recognize that at the moment you may not be able to or feel it's something that you can do at the moment to speak up real time. So here's an alternative pathway and we teach them about the program. Um, Then there is the the training for the triage team. We also have a role called the ethos messenger and these are the messengers that will deliver uh, conversations to their colleagues when um, when those complaints are at a low level. So for instance if somebody speaks inappropriately to someone, I can go as the chief medical officer and go and speak to them and that will have some effect, probably about 10% effectiveness, but medicine is very tribal and if a colleague goes and speaks to them about that behavior and calls them out on it, that's a lot more effective. So we train that role um, in our clinicians and non-clinicians because this is for everyone in our organization. Um, And so they're the main sort of roles but it's, it's continued training. So this will lead to other things. So there'll be more things about speaking up for safety. There'll be more things about how you performance manage someone effectively. Um, how you promote and reward people. So it's, it's like renovating a house. You know, We've started with the carpet and then the walls need doing and the way we recruit, the way we orientate people to our organization, the way we performance manage people, how we, uh, this is a gendered issue, So how we look at gender in our organization. So there's lots of, it's sort of the beginning of a long journey
0: you'll be evaluating the the program with Macquarie University using a 1.2 million dollar and MRC partnership grant uh, but yes. what feedback have you had from staff who have been engaged with it so far
1: It's really interesting because um I think if we had had this conversation 3 or 4 years ago I would have you know been in a room full of clinicians particularly and said, let's all talk about behaviour and they probably all would have got up and walked out. What's been really interesting is um, when the College of Surgeons report came out and we were doing some media within, uh, sort of, in the media around what our organisation was going to do, we had people call up clinicians and clinical leaders, nursing, medical, allied health, Ring up from all over our organisation, ring my CEO and myself and say, what are we doing? What are we doing? It's time. And I think for me, one of the biggest tests was I had to give a presentation on this at one of our senior medical staff grand rounds and the place was packed with Mm -hmm. medical staff and they were all kind of sitting there cross-armed going Gun, yeah. You know, Convince me, and I was I was actually this was sort of the acid test for me because if this isn't clinician led, then it's just another bit of rhetoric from from management. So mm-hmm. I went through the presentation, and at the end of it, all the hands shot up, and I thought, Oh God, here we go. And I, I called on the first question, and the man said, uh, the doctor said, Thank God someone's got a plan. Mm-hmm. And that really has been the the summary we've all known about this, we've all been in some way either Tacit bystanders um, or perpetrators, either inadvertently or or deliberately, and now we realise that things are changing and there's a solid way forward. There's a way I can contribute to that, so it's been incredibly positive. We find that it's um, that people are very interested in in how it will work and what are the safeguards around vexatious complain complaints has been a big one, um, but they're very engaged in the idea that there is now a path. Forwards, and we've certainly, um, when we've delivered messages to people, both positive and negative, for the most part, people have recognised the value of that. And we've had, you know, a couple of people that haven't taken too kindly. But the evidence certainly shows that even those people who don't appreciate it at the time will still reflect on their behaviour later. So, but so far, it's been really, it's been really positive, and it has done exactly what we needed it to do. And that's that clinical leaders are taking this from us and running with it and that's what it has to be and we're also finding it's very generational um the next the sort of the junior doctors and the medical students and nursing students um coming through they're, they're not tolerant of this any, anymore they won't stand for this kind of being part of this culture anymore and they are really there's a groundswell from that group as well to to make sure there's generational change
0: and what has usage been like so far
1: Yeah, so we've had it in our uh, Melbourne Public Hospital for about three and a half, four months now and we've had probably about 65 reports through the the thing, Mm -hmm. through the reporting tool and of those, 40% have been positive and about 60% have been negative and really spread because one of the... One of the misconceptions I think was this was all going to be doctors yelling at nurses and that's absolutely not the case and was very a big reason because we had some pressure to just make this about doctors um, and we resisted that and, and the, the numbers are bearing out that in fact it's spread across as we thought it would be the organisation including non-clinical areas. We've found um, of the negative reports that we've had, most of them have been able to be dealt with in the informal space and mostly with the level one sort of peer-colleague um, conversation. And we've only had a couple that have had to be escalated up to sort of line manager level. We've also found one of the things, the options you have, so the reporting tool when you log in is confidential. So you have a, an encrypted unique identifier but you can um, choose to be identified and say confidentially, say, look, confidentially, would you like to give us your name in case we want to come back and clarify something if this was a serious HR-type complaint? And pleasingly, 75% of people have chosen to do just that. So we've only had about 20%, 25% anonymous reports, and there are limitations uh, legally with what we can do with an anonymous report. It has to be kept in the informal space. So that's been really pleasing for us that people feel enough trust in the system to to put their name to it and trust that we'll use that responsibly. I think the other thing is that we've made sure that we have supported not only the people delivering the messages but the people receiving the messages because part of this incorporated into the program is a welfare check. You know, we can't excuse behavior. We can't give ourselves free license in healthcare which we have done previously. Because we're special and it's life and death, and therefore behaviors justify you know the, the the means justify the ends, but at the same time we have to acknowledge that it is a unique environment and we do have lots of stresses and sometimes people don't manifest that well sometimes life happens to people and there might be death disease, divorce, and we have to make sure that incorporating into this is a welfare check so that's been a really important part of this as well and Something that we've um, engaged really heavily with our staff in saying this is not punitive. This is there to help you see behaviours and to check that you're okay.
0: Thank you for your time, Victoria.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure.